In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled and Driven with Purpose. I'm your host, Tony Grubmeyer, and today's show is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I've had a chance to witness her talents on multiple venues, and each and every time I walk away with the, wow, like this girl rocks. Like You give her a mic, you give her a little insight, and she just rolls with it, and she knows how to captivate an audience. Maybe that is why She's the co-founder of East Fifth Avenue, affiliate management consulting firm and agency, and the co-founder of the Mimosa Mastermind. She's around a lot of sharp people because she is one. And under her leadership, she has generated over $67 million for East Fifth Avenue to date. Please welcome to the show today's special guest, Amber Spears. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited, Amber. Like, I think it was the Platinum 2019 we were somewhere in Mexico and I walked into a room, didn't really know what to expect after somebody handed me a coconut. They said, go into this room, sit down and don't worry about anything. It's all going to be taken care of. And then here you are with a mic and you just rock the stage. You just, your craft is amazing because it's a skill to be able to work a room. I want to learn a little bit about Amber growing up first for a couple of minutes. Just want to know, was your talent something you discovered or from like an early age, you just had it when someone handed you a mic and you just were a performer? Oh, yeah. I, I love that we met at ClickBank because um, that's such a great event, their Platinum Summit. And I, I think I've, I've emceed like once and then I did some of most mastermind stuff a couple of times. So it's always a, an honor to be there. And, you know, I, I think some people know this, some people don't. Um, I joke about it a lot, but I grew up with a very strict, uh, conservative, religious background. My dad's a preacher, and he's basically um, like an open-air preacher. So my dad still does it. He's one of those guys that stands on street corners with bullhorns um, and signs saying, you know, repent, the end is near. Um, and he still does that in Arizona. He's, he's done that uh, for as long as I can remember. He's a converted Christian. So he's not really any specific type of religion, but I would say he's very similar to like a fundamentalist Baptist, um, fire and brimstone style preacher. So from the time I can remember, you know, being my, one of my earliest memories, like four years old, being in front of him while he's open air preaching and I'm, you know, hustling these like pamphlets to people trying to get them to come talk to my dad and you know convert people to Christ so from a very early age I was used to being around and interacting and talking with you know adults and you know children so it's it served me I think my my whole life even though I do you know have some shyness and anxiety but you know my dad you know when you're around hundreds of people a day and no one really wants to hear what you have to say you know, you start to control the room, you know, a little bit like, you know, no one wants to hear about 
revelations at a football game, right? Uh, they want to tailgate, they want to have fun. Um, and that was, you know, my dad would pick places like that um, to preach at and to open air preach at. And so we've been, you know, he's been arrested and uh, he said all these things happen because people didn't want to hear from him. So I grew up in that environment. So I'm very used to kind of being in front of people. But thankfully, now I have more of a of a more welcoming audience. So <laughs> that's been Well, you definitely have a, a, a different audience, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you can go to a pool party now and you're like, hey, Amber's here. Wait, where's my dad? Okay. I'm <laughs> no pamphlets handing today. But I think, you know, it's yeah. important though, something that you said, you know, at four years old, here you are kind of like thrusted into doing something of an action, right? Handing out pamphlets. Like you didn't know better. Like maybe your yeah. friends down the road were doing stuff differently, but I'm like, I'm outside. I'm hanging with my dad. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. Did you know at four years old or five years old that your childhood was a little different than all your friends? I don't think I realized until like my teen years because my dad was like a missionary too. So like the way he met my mom, my mom's from Mexico um, and he was preaching there and trying to convert people to Christ there. So they met at a quinceanera when my mom was like 19 and you know, by, by 20, she had me. Right. So it was like a very quick falling in love, like marriage um, thing. And then, you know, I was only a couple weeks old when they took me from Tucson to, uh, uh, to Guaymas, which is where my dad was, you know, kind of working and preaching at the time. So, you know, I went all over Mexico and all over the country with my parents. Um, and I didn't realize that, you know, people didn't move from place to place to place. And I didn't realize how poor we were or like anything until I was a teenager because it was hard to, to cement friendships and relationships when like I'm homeschooled, my dad's super religious. He doesn't want me talking to a bunch of people, you know, I'm constantly around, you know, just strangers. And so it wasn't until I hit my teen years, we settled down in Rio Rico, Arizona for a stretch that, you know, I started going over to my friend's house and being like, oh my God, you guys don't have, you know, the same lifestyle or anything as, as I did, you know, so it's, um, it's jarring. You're right. You don't know what you don't know until you're exposed to, to new things. You know, I, uh, I grew up, so a little bit about my background. I grew up, was brought into this world into a Jewish household. My, my parents uh, were married and three months into me being into the world, my dad left my mom, later came to find out my dad was gay and never really told my mom, just left. And then um, I went and lived with my father for a while and uh, my dad converted back to Catholicism and I lived with my dad. And I remember said, if you send me to that school, I'm gonna get kicked out. And I got out in eight weeks. So I did what I said I was gonna do. And then from there I transferred um, to another school and ended up coming back into my neighborhood. I got my ears pierced. One, just one, ear pierced. Um, and <laughs> I got in an argument with my mom and I ended up moving in with Doug, who happens to be my business partner, but they were raised Christian. Mm. So I got exposed to Christianity and learned a little bit about that. And then I met my wife in uh, non-practicing, but comes from a Mormon background and upbringing. So I threw all of my upbringing and my religions into a Vitamix, hit puree, and I just believe, <laughs> right? Like it's just so yeah. much easier today. So you being exposed to what you were at such an early age, how has your spirituality shifted or stayed the same or completely changed? Oh, it's such a good question. Um, so my dad, I haven't talked to my dad in like 13 years because, um, 
you know, it, it has caused a lot of conflict inside of me when my dad is a like, you know, still preaching and he is, you know, a very violent abuser, right? He's abusive in every form that you can be abusive as a parent, um, has been arrested for, you know, abuse of every kind against me and my sisters. And so, you know, I remember watching my dad preach, you know, and, and talk about things that he wasn't doing at home. And it was very jarring for me to see people think that he's like this pillar of the community, right? And this super pure vessel for God and to know what he was doing behind closed doors to his family, right? And I was the oldest and there's a nine and eight year gap between my sisters and I. Uh, my mom had multiple miscarriages. They divorced a couple times and then got back together. Um, so it was a very... It was a, there was a lot of conflict inside of me to see my dad as this, you know, to see my dad as like the mouthpiece of God, right? And then on the other hand, to know, you know, what, what, what the darkness that was also happening. So when my parents got divorced for the last time when I was 16, I just didn't go to church for like 10 years. Like I was like, I don't, if that's Jesus, I want nothing to do with him. He didn't protect us. He, you know, it's, it's just a facade. I don't want it. Um, and I tried to, you know, I tried different things. I was like atheist. I was like Buddhist. I like, you know, I tried all these different things, but I felt so called to, you know, to spirituality and also to my faith, which was very, you know, you, you grow up in it. And I decided to go back to church, you know, and it was, it was a process, you know, I went to 11 different churches um, before I found the one that I ended up liking. And then I moved to Denver and I, I started going to Highlands Church Denver, which I still tithe to and, um, and am actively involved in in a lot of ways. And it was the home that I always wanted because, you know, the religion of my father was, was like the Genesis religion. It was angry and firm and not loving and punishment and consequence. Whereas my version of my, of my God, of Jesus to me is a loving, inclusive, you know, forgiving God. And so I think that was a, a, a lot of wrestling, but I came to realize that, you know, my core belief system is that of a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I don't want to be like my dad and I don't feel called to convert people to Christianity. I would prefer people to see my life and the way I lead it with my level of integrity and say, you know, what is, what is the thing that, you know, you rest on, especially given a super traumatic childhood, you know, even things that have happened to me recently, like my partner dying from suicide, you know, all these things like had a difficult upbringing and in a lot of ways, a very difficult life as blessed as it has been. And I look a lot towards my faith in God. And, you know, it's, it's a very fraught relationship still in some ways, because I think the religious institutions that we have, particularly in the United States, are not very inclusive um, and can be more divisive than anything else. And so I think it's just important for you to explore what works for you and, you know, go with what feels right. And what feels right to me is Christianity. After exploring a bunch of different religions and different types of religions, that's what worked for me. And, you know, it's a different looking Christianity than what my father practices. You know, Amber, you said something, and I just want to draw back in on it for a moment. Don't make a decision. 
they they get fed everything that everybody else believes and then they filter it through their mind and they say, well, I'm just going to believe that. And they don't even know why they believe it. Yeah. So your transformation, right? I love how we're talking about driven with purpose and the stuff that we're doing. And then we're going to talk about business and all the other good stuff. So if you're humming along, just remember a solid <laughs> foundation is what you build everything upon. So if you have yeah. a shaky kind of uncertain foundation, it's really hard to build anything. So be included in the conversation. You said this, and that is, you know, hey, I'm not trying to convert. But you said the magic word, though. People are going to ask you because you live in such a way, right? In such a transformational, authentic way, people are going to be like, hey, can I ask you your insight or your thoughts or your questions? Such a great way versus being the, the person who just is like preaching and then loses all of those people following because they're like, I'm not going to do what you did because that means that I'd have to go do that, stand on a street corner. By no means do I want to do that. So I'm just very moved and inspired. Now I'm going to flip the script 180 or some people <laughs> would call it 360. Now, over the last several months, I got a chance to go to Bucharest, Romania. Cool. Now, I'm not going to recall this is like, maybe I heard this. This is what the little voice in my head said, that you went to Pellis Castle. Did you, do you happen mm -hmm. to go to that place? Yeah, my friend got married there. So when I'm walking the halls, I'm with... Um, moonshine or adrian as we call him so i i think you know who he is and then yeah. josh from our team and we're sitting and he goes yeah i think amber was here and so i just wanted to talk about it because it was such a unique place and such a i've never been and i've literally was fascinated by it so i wanted to learn a little bit about how'd you end up there and what did you think about that place and then we're going to get into some business and have some fun today yeah, um, I love the I love that castle. It's beautiful. Um, a really dear friend of mine. I met her when we were studying abroad in Spain. We were in Barcelona together, um, and we ended up just going all over the world together and backpacking. And then we just stayed really close friends. She got married to a Romanian, and they decided to have their wedding at that castle. And it was awesome. And we 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 did we had such a fun trip that year. It was Alona, my business partner's thirtieth birthday. And she wanted to do something epic. So um, every year I plan something with my friend group. Um, and I have a couple of friends that uh, one of them is my best friend. She's a social worker. And since I became, became an entrepreneur, I was like, you know, I know you can't like on a social worker's salary do a bunch of trips a year. So every year, like my present to her is like a trip. So this one, we tied it in with Alona's 30th. We went to Greece and we did Yacht Week for a week, you know, island hopping. And then my, you know, flew in my best friend and a few other people and they joined us in Greece. And then we went to uh, Rachel's wedding in Romania. We went to Hungary. We went to uh, the Czech Republic. We went to a few different places there and just have like a ball. We were gone for like three weeks and it was like all of us together. And um, it was such a fun experience. I mean, I've never been to a Romanian wedding before that time. And my God, like you really need to prepare because it's, it was from 5 p.m. to like 5 a.m., 18 like different courses, like the wine's flowing. Like it was just, it was insane. She like got these like Cirque du Soleil performer. I think the whole thing was such a production. It was such a beautiful wedding. And to have, you know, a bunch of us there, like my best friend and I were roommates in college when we were studying abroad. So it was just like this full circle thing, seeing all of our other friends come in and, and just celebrating. Like, and it was such a beautiful castle and they had a bunch of like Picassos in there at the time there was like a Picasso exhibit my best friend ended up getting 
very inebriated. She wasn't ready for it, hadn't eaten really. And she fell asleep in one of the Picasso rooms and the owner of the castle um, was like showing pictures of her around the wedding at like 2 a.m. was like, who does this belong to? And I looked at her like, oh my God, it's my best friend. You know, it was just like such a crazy. Who does this crazy. belong to? Anybody yeah. know this? Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my God, she's mine. I claim her, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even imagine 5 p.m. till 5 a.m. Because wow. when we were walking that, that, that your name came up. And so I remember like, I'm like, I know her. I mean, I, she was awesome host. And then like, I got in a chance to spend a little bit more time with you. I had you on networking remote and, you know, just the person that I see, you're just amazing. And uh, I really appreciated you sharing a little bit of your backstory because I think it's a structure that a lot of people, um, you know, I grew up and I had a lot of questions, even on my walk with God this morning, I had some questions like, so when you, when you need something in your network, like if it's business related, who would be like your person that you call? Like you, who's your go-to person? If you have a business question, a general business question, you're like, I just need some insight. Oh yeah. Always. Um, my mentor, Chris Guerrero, um, he's like my number one call for anything business related. Um, and he just has so much integrity, you know, like I, I like to ask questions of someone who's done it you know, many times. I mean, he's gone through now what this will be his fourth or fifth recession, um, owns four eight-figure businesses, one nine-figure business. He consults with billion-dollar companies, so startups. And, you know, I'm very lucky. I'm fortunate that I can call him and talk to him about, you know, anything business-related. So he's usually the first one. And then if, if he's not available, like Perry Belcher or, you know, Brad Howard, you know, guys like that, like I, I'll turn around and ask some questions or, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be a part of Unicorn Club, um, which is a, a mastermind for female entrepreneurs doing seven, eight, nine plus figures led by JJ Virgin. And very fortunate to be in that group. You know, you have like uh, Kara, the founder of Hintwater and, you know, uh, Lisa Billiard, um, you know, the founder of Quest Bars and all these amazing, you know, women in there. So I'll, I'll call JJ up as well, because she's become a really close friend of mine. And um, you know, I have a good core group of, of people that I really admire and respect and love. So my first call is usually going to be Chris, Perry, or JJ, um, you know, just kind of get their perspective on stuff. And I'm, I'm so fortunate and so lucky to have people like that, that I can turn to in times of need. That's a, that's an amazing group. Most, most people are not fortunate enough to be able to just pick up their phone and just make a call. What would you mm -hmm. tell somebody that's not doing seven, eight, nine figures, somebody that maybe is getting onto the internet, learning during a difficult time saying, you know what, I don't know if I really want to go back into an office structure that I'm, I'm right now, I'm willing to tap into, you know, my talents. How would you guide a professional, maybe somebody who loves video or videography and they said, hey, you know what, I want to take my talents to YouTube, but I don't know where to start or I don't know what to do. I mean, yes, you watch YouTube videos, but some good, some bad. But how do you help somebody navigate the waters of like trying to figure out how to get a business up and running? What are some things maybe you remember that you could share kind of when you were getting started? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. It kind of reminds me of um, how I met Chris. And it's just like who I've been as a person. Like I met him in 2012 or 2013, very early on when I started working for Craig Valentine um, in Denver with Early to Rise. And Craig ended up not being able to go to this mastermind that John Benson was having. So he sent me. And like, I had no idea who these people were. I had no idea that I was, John Benson's house was rad. 
know, Tyler Bram was there, Jeff Radich, like all these different guys. And I had literally no idea who anyone was. So I was there, new kid. And I was just taking notes for Craig, just standing in for him. And the last day of the mastermind, this guy comes in that I hadn't seen yet. And I could just see the whole energy in the room shift. Like it was clear that there was like an alpha male important person who came into the room. He was sitting in the back. And so was I at the time, because I was getting ready to leave. I had like my little luggage um, and he had his luggage too. And we just ended up chatting and, you know, I didn't know who he was, but I thought he was interesting. And then eventually he was like, Oh, you're going to the airport. Me too. I was like, well, if you want to go with me, I'll drive you. And I was like, Oh sure. So I hop in the car with John Rowley. Like I didn't know anything to do before. I'm in the car. We ended up taking a detour and going to Dave Asprey's opening of Bulletproof Coffee, the first Bulletproof Cafe opening. I just like pulled in and I again have no idea who Dave Asprey is. So I'm just like hanging out there with them. And afterwards, I just try to be helpful. Like the whole time I'm there, I'm like, you guys want drinks? You need this? Like, you know, uh, what can I do? And afterwards, I'm following up with them like, hey, I'm, you know, thanks again for bringing me. Can I help you with anything? And he told me, hey, if you, you know, if you guys need good interviews or, or this comes up or this particular person. And so I'd be on the lookout to help them and I would just help them. And, you know, I didn't know who these people were. And then later, you know, as I'm growing in the business, people are like, Oh my God, you know, Jeff Raddit, like you can call him or you can call Chris. Like I haven't, I've known, I heard someone say I've known Chris for 10 years and I've never had a cell phone. It took me a year to get it, but because I was super helpful, right? Like I would just figure out ways to add value to them and, you know, just, just give. And I was a sponge, you know, like I knew that these people knew more than me and I just tried to figure out, you know, what can I do? And I call myself, you know, a small hinge that swings big doors. Um, and I'm, and I really do. That's how I started my career was, was doing that. And sometimes I do things, you know, for free. There's a lot of projects I just took on for free to figure out, you know, if I was a fit for it, if I could learn. Um, and then eventually, you know, I started taking a small retainer and then it grows into what it, you know, the company that we have now, but a big part of that was, you know, I couldn't afford to, to stay at hotels. So I, you know, hit these people, Hey, can I, can I come stay with you? You know, it comes from my upbringing, you know, like I, I moved around so much. One thing I didn't say was like, my parents gave me up. I was in foster care, you know, towards the end, like I've had a very crazy childhood. And when I'd stay with other people, you know, I was the first one up. I was like 6am. No one was awake. I'd be sleeping on the couch. I'd get up and like wash the dishes, you know, make that kitchen clean. Cause I wanted it to like be helpful, you know, and earn my place. And I've been that way, you know, my whole life. And there's no, you know, when people come to me, they're like, can I pick your brain? And I know you probably heard the, can I pick your brain? It's like, God, like I have so many people asking me that, but if someone came to me like, Hey, listen, you know, I noticed that, um, on your emails, like your logo, like it's not showing up today. Right. Like I had some, some sort of update happen. If someone came to me, like, Hey, I noticed like your email formatting's off. Like I'm really familiar with, you know, Aweber. I can come in and just like fix that thing for you real quick take me two seconds, you know, and I'd love to help you on that. I'd be like, Oh yeah. And then they come, what can I do for you? Right. So it's just, I think that's the key. It's like leading with a giving heart, trying to be valuable and knowing like there, these people's times are really important, but they, we all need something. And that's how I would start. If I was doing it again, I would pick the person that has the life that I want to live. You know, for me, I don't want to be a Gary V because he works too much. I want to have a work-life balance. I want to build a good company you know, where I get to help people and I want to have a family and I want to have good relationships and I want to have a good work-life balance, right? So I'm going to focus on someone like JJ. I want to be someone like JJ who's building a good company. She has an amazing community. She's so giving, one of the most generous people ever, really great family, great relationship with her husband, Tim, 
you know, I want to emulate that. So figuring out how to be useful to JJ, I figured that out very early on, how to be useful to her. And then I eventually got to the point where she was like, hey, not only are you useful, but you're cool, you know, and you have good integrity and, and I want to help you, right? So it just kind of snowballs that way. So if it was someone that was starting again, I would say, figure out how to be useful, you know, and be a sponge and find the person that has a lifestyle that you want to live and, you know, be valuable to them and pick up the skills and do the things that they tell you to do, even if it feels uncomfortable or weird or stupid. And you're going to, you know, you're, you're, if you keep working at it, you're going to get that life too. I love it. I just got off of a show today and Ezra Firestone said, you know, the person you want to be at a party is the bartender right? because <laughs> everybody wants to come up and, and get a drink, right? So the coolest right. way to meet people is to be where there's need. And you yeah. just mentioned that, right? So finding the need, you know, reminds me of that old iRobot movie. I think of robots, you know, about, you know, see a need, feel a need, like be of service. Um, it also reminds me to lead with your heart, not your wallet. And when you mm. lead with your heart, two things fill up. You actually feel really, really good and you make some money along the way when you help enough people get what they want. I love that quote. But if you lead with your wallet, it may fill up, but it's eventually going to be empty and meaningless. So I just really appreciated your story and sharing because I think having coaches, mentors, and people that you can call upon is one thing, but you don't want to be an asshole either and take what they say and then go, oh, that's great. Thanks. I got all this wisdom, but I'm going to do it my way. (laughs) My mentors always told me, fail my way, don't fail yours. Mm. helpful for me because, you know, I always relied on my own hinges, on my own door, where you Mm. said be a small little hinge on a big door. And you do that by like being in the right place. Because even big doors, um, sometimes their hinges get rusty and they break. So how cool could it be just like your email explanation of just like, hey, I could come into your AWeber account, fix two things and bam, everything's up. And it's just some little small change opens that door and bam, there you are. Um, the other piece that I really, really loved is you talked about your upbringing and then you just came back to, you know, being up for adoption, right? And going through, you know, you said it wasn't an easy life, but you've built something today. And so where did you find your purpose? Like, where did you find like uh, the, the, the amber that we're talking to today? Where did that first get ignited for you? Yeah, I, I think I've been thinking about this a lot recently. You know, I've had, I, I look at my life and you look at your life, like kind of linearly, I was like, there's no way my life is going to keep being hard. It's such a hard <laughs> upbringing, right? Like I got to have a break sometimes. But, you know, I'm the first person in my family on both sides to go to college and to graduate from college. I got full scholarships. Now my sisters have both graduated. A bunch of people in my family have graduated. You know, we were the first family to move to the United States from Mexico, right? My dad was adopted. He came from a very difficult childhood. Um, so I had a really tough upbringing. And then getting through college, you know, I, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, my life's going to be easy. And then, you know, I had all these health issues and I kept wondering, like, why is this happening to me? All I wanted in my life was to have children. And um, 2015, I ended up having a hysterectomy. I fought it for, you know, almost eight years. And finally, I just had to give in. I had large fiber tumors. Um, We couldn't get rid of them. Nothing was working. Going vegan, changing my diet, changing my, nothing worked. And that's when I met JJ Virgin. And I kept saying, like, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason why I've had this, this lifestyle that I've had. There has to be a reason why, you know, my dream of becoming a mother. And I still can, I'm still going to be a mom. I still can. I know that I can adopt surrogate. There's a bunch of other things that we could do. I could marry someone with children. Like, you know, there's so many things. 
But the dream of carrying my own child has been ripped from me, right? Because of all this. And I realized afterwards, I was like, man, when I was searching online for help, all I was finding was like WebMD. And my mom has a hysterectomy. My aunt has had a hysterectomy. My grandmother's had a hysterectomy. You know, and it was just this thing where it's like, you know, you're going to have one too. It's just, you know, there's no, there's no medical reason when you're looking at traditional medicine, why this happened. But after meeting JJ's community and meeting all these functional medicine practitioners, I was like, holy smokes, like this is part of my purpose. So that's when I joined with Dr. Mark Hyman. We did a $6.7 million launch with him. We did Truth About Cancers, you know, 8.8, 9.8 with that team, you know, and I started partnering, you know, Dr. Alan Christensen's a doctor of mine, all these different, you know, Dr. Michelle Sands, all these people I met because of JJ. And if I didn't know what I was looking for, because I was in so much pain, I wouldn't have seen them been like these people, they need to be amplified, right? They need somebody behind them. That's going to be an evangelist and a champion. And that's what I've done with my business. I pick people that I know like Ari Witten and, you know, Dr. Mike Hartman, different people that like, I know I can blow up even more. Like Hyman was already a 10 times New York Times bestselling author, but they're, you know, we tripled their email list size and, and their biggest launch before us was like 700,000. Right. So like even players we could help, you know, and people that are just kind of getting started, like Isabella Wentz had been doing stuff for three years. Her list size, I think was like 170,000. We blew it up to add, you know, 800 or three, 583,000 names in like a 30 day window you know, like that's the stuff that I'm excited about because I believe in her. I believe in Mark. I believe in Ari. I believe in all these different people. So it started to make sense. A lot of it didn't make sense until very recently where I'm looking, I'm like, oh, this is why this happened, you know? And then my uncle died by, by suicide when I was 16, shattered my family, a nuclear bombing off that we've still struggled to recover from. And then my partner died in November you know, of, of last year by suicide. And so I was just like, why me? You know, why is all this happening? And I start to look at it. I'm like, this is my purpose because no one understands pain better than me in a lot of ways. And that has made me extreme, extremely empathetic. And it has made me, you know, very clear eyed on what's important, which is our relationships with other people. Our connections with other people is the number one most important thing in this life. There is no other unless it's your connection to yourself, right? Or maybe some people would argue your connection to God, but I believe connection to God comes from self, right? And so I think like that has made it so clear why all this stuff happened and so clear why I've gone this route in like health and wellness and now PD and financial because I started healing my body. And then once I started healing my body and finding people that could help me do that, then it became, okay, what's the next thing? Well, I need to heal my mind right? I need to heal my emotions. That's where I started working with, you know, PD people. I'm so lucky to be so close with people like Natalie Ledwell and Sonia Riccati and all these amazing, you know, game changers being in Unicorn Club with Lisa Nichols and, you know, just like fixing my brain and fixing my spirit. And with that, I'm like, I can't help but to amplify their message and connect them. So, you know, it started making sense now, later that, you know, I, when I start to have my family, like I'm going to bring in all these learnings and we're not going to repeat what happened in my childhood. Right. And preparing myself for that. And also the work that I've done and the business that I've created is to amplify great entrepreneurs and great companies. So I've been very fortunate in that case to have the background that I have. And it makes a lot more sense now than it did even two, three, four, five years ago. 
You, you, you talked about so much there and the way that I'll unpack it. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come right back. You experience a shift in your language through that share too. So I picked up new things, which was like, you know, like I can't and now I will. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for so many people because we tell ourselves a lot of crazy things. Like there's a chapter in my journal. We always say it's the stories we tell ourselves. And you kept telling yourself like, I can. And I think that's such a powerful thing for people to know that, you know, the only difference between I can and I can is, is that little thing right there. But mm-hmm. really for me, it's been the T. It's been the T. And I, I had to make that be known that I have to kick it every single day because it's really easy for me to say I can't. And mm-hmm. I kick the T every single day and I'm like, I can't. And when I started doing that, it wasn't to knowledge that God isn't doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. It was simply just reminding myself the importance that I have to have a solid foundation. I have to every single day say, hey, you know what, God, do for me what I can't. Put me in places that you want me to need to be, that you think that I can go serve and honor you. Put me in those places because by doing that gets me out of my head and into somebody else's heart. And that's the biggest shift because in my head, I'm a piece of shit. That's how my brain masters the, the abundant. And what I've, I've really in the last month said this, when I think that way, it's my ego and that's the enemy telling me. So I have to ask, hey, God, can you remove the enemy? Because I know that there's other things that you have in store for me than this. And you know, that's a couple of seconds, bam, and then bam, I'm up and I'm running. So what I'm going to do is we're, we're talking today. We're going to wrap up in just a few, but you don't want to miss what we've got coming up for you. We are talking today to Amber Spears, a one of a kind, a dynamic individual. I mean, look, you don't, you don't build a business and a brand that's done over, you know, $67 million for East Fifth Avenue just because you do it because you're working with some amazing names and you heard just a few of them. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about our mastermind and how you can learn more about working with Amber. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled Show. We're going to take a quick break. And since Tony's taking one, let's take one together. Let's take a deep breath. Wherever you are, feel those ribs expand, that chest lifts towards your chin. Let's do it now. That feels good, right? That's one of over 23,000 breaths you're going to take today. You don't even think about it. You're focused on that one. That's life. That's rejuvenation. That's the moment right here. And thanks for doing that with me. We all matter. Those breaths matter. Let's remember them. And let's get back to the show. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and you know what? Like, this has been one of those shows where you just stop for a moment and, and you take a deep breath, and you realize the things we're talking about are the basics, right? Like, work on the foundation, the core, the things in between your ears, the person who you aspire to be, and sometimes maybe the roadmap you were given has got you off course, but it's not too late to navigate with people who care. So, good community, a good tribe having solid friends. You know what? I've learned along the way that the friends I have are my family. They weren't born with me. They were brought to me. And that's the gift from the good man upstairs. So I always say like, go out searching today and be open-minded. And then you'll find people like Amber Spears because look, I got fortunate enough to, to go to this event in Mexico and watch you work the room. I got a chance to spend time with my wife locked away in paradise. And several weeks, several months later brought kind of us full circle and getting to share and connect with one another. So I'm just honored today that you're here. And, you know, I just think you have such an amazing uh, aura and gift and a spirit 
Um, I want to I want to do good and, and talk a little bit about East Fifth and a little bit about what you do. And you mentioned a lot of big names, so in the show notes we'll we'll put all that good stuff down there for people. But I really want to talk about your business and your kind of purpose with your business. And then we'll wrap up with uh, what I still love to call the fulfillment round, where I'm going to ask you a bunch of random questions and get you to <laughs> teach us and, and tell us some more stuff about you that nobody else knows. Cool. Thank you, Tony. It's been such a, a pleasure, honestly, and an honor to get to know you better over um, these last few months. Like, you're amazing. I keep telling everybody, like, he, why didn't you guys insist that I get to know him before? He's awesome. <laughs> you know? So everything happens in divine timing. Keep paying um, those people. Keep paying those people. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a blessing to me. Um, you know, and as far as East Fifth, you know, it's, it's my primary kind of focus in business. Um, we started it about four years ago uh, with the intention. This was like right after my hysterectomy. Um, and I was, I was like really on the path where I was like, I want to do affiliate management, not just for the people who are good marketers. I want to do affiliate management for people that have big missions and we, of course, need the conversions to be there. But, you know, I want to make sure that we're backing great companies with great missions. And that's, you know, sometimes, you know, people that know me, they're like, this offer is like untested or, you know, brand new or, you know, it's not perfect. And it's like, yeah, because, you know, they're not great marketers and we're going to work on that. So we really help them get their conversions up. Um, and we back and we have started to back, you know, primarily health and wellness is like our core. And now we have more financial PD stuff. So we work with everyone from ClickBank to Agora, JJ Virgin, Mark Hyman, all those guys. And then we have a you know, training academy and consulting side of our business that's really grown over the last uh, two or three years. So because we wanted to be boutique and because I wanted to have my hands on the agency side where we're acting as a sales team, we really couldn't take that many people, nor did we want to. We wanted to go really deep. So we don't take more than 10 clients a year on the agency side, but we had so many people coming to us like, Hey, can we hire you? Can we do stuff with you? That eventually got to the point where I was like, no, but I can train your team. So last year we trained a little over 200 affiliate managers and offer owners on our consulting and Academy side. And they've generated now in the last two years, a little over $300 million from our teaching methods, which, you know, it comes from me being a salesperson. I started door to door selling, selling SEO 14 years ago. Alona was my boss. I was her first employee. She's my business partner now. Um, and I've sold everything from, you know, SEO to um, copy to supplements, you name it. And it's been a huge blessing to be able to take fundamental selling principles that are rooted in integrity and to train other people on that and watch them have tremendous success. You know, you look at people like Tyler Bramlett's affiliate manager, which is Nina Mosley. She was a bartender and a hairdresser before. Now she's writing copy. She's in Stefan Georgi's mastermind. But before that, she was an affiliate manager trained by me and, you know, watching all these other people that, you know, were brand new, never done it. And they're blossoming. They're growing their companies um, in a big way, or even people that were very experienced, perhaps even more experienced than me that have come in and learned my methods and gotten better. And they're getting more freedom in their day-to-day -day lives, they're getting better and just making tweaks, which is helping them and their confidence and their closing and also the company. So, you know, that's my big focus and my big passion this year is, you know, we're rolling out something called the Traffic Tribe. We just launched it two weeks ago. And it's essentially a community for affiliate managers, offer owners and companies that, you know, need more support. So you get one like networking, virtual networking event per month and you're setting up deals. Like we're having people set up 
four to eight deals on average, no matter what their business size. And it's something that they can count on every month. Plus they get teaching this next week. Actually on Thursday will be stuff in Georgia reviewing sales funnels live. So it's, we're just increasing the amount of at bats people are getting to close business. And we're also increasing um, the support that they're getting to be good marketers. So that's like my focus is amplification and, and raising the bar and the standard for the industry with my main company. And that's been the same thing with Mimosa, you know, like at Mimosa Mastermind, it's kind of a misleading thing for two reasons. One it has a silly alcoholic beverage name attached to it. And I'll tell you, we work more in that mastermind than you probably do in any other mastermind because we want to make it very ROI focused. And the other thing is we call it a mastermind, even though it's really just an event because we're not upselling you into a 25K group or a 100K group. Why? Because there are people that do that much better than we do, right? Joe Polish is a dear friend of mine. His 25K group, if you're going to pay 25K, pay it to him, right? Or if you're in health and wellness, pay it to JJ because they have the systems and the foundation. So that one was just like, I want to have a group of people that are smarter, you know, than me in a lot of areas come off stage like Perry you know, and Chris get them off the stage and have them working with people one-on-one. -on -one. And that's been the reason why it's grown, you know, so organically and East fits the same. We've never advertised it. It's only ever been through word of mouth and from me speaking. So, you know, it's my big passion to just give as much as I can, knowing that, you know, the more that we share contacts, the more that we share information, the more that we focus on, you know, integrity and like really focusing on systems and processes and amplification of good people and good missions and good products, like that's what's gonna carry us through this COVID-19 or anything that comes our way is gonna be that bonding of community and that focus on excellence and amplification that we're so passionate about in both of my businesses. I, I think you just gave a, a beautiful framework to really helping people today. Like, you know, it's, it is the amplification but I still believe it's the connection and I, and, and you just keep bringing in names. Like I was in genius and that's where I met JJ and I've seen a lot of amazing people. And, you know, so a lot of people sit around going, Hey, you know, my life and business isn't working. I'm like, no shit. Like you're sitting around, you're not into action and getting into action is the key today with Amber is like, you're trying to say, Hey, look, thanks for letting me sleep on your sofa. You didn't even ask, but I'm up cleaning. I'm doing like, I'm, I'm here right. to help you get to the next level. So, We'll make sure we put links to all that. I want to bring you quickly into the fulfillment round. Let us wrap up cool. today. All I need you to say is that I have your permission. So um, you totally do. Are, are you ready? I'm ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine, no digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Okay. So you mentioned San Diego. What are three things that you love about San Diego? Oh, I love the sunshine. I love the ocean. And I love my cryotherapy center. <laughs> I love it. Cryotherapy is the best. It's the I best. love it. All right. If you had to pick a place that you could just get away to, what would be three kind of components to making that choice so much easier? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, getting away has changed a lot for me. It used to be like big city, like Barcelona, New York, but now I like really crave nature. Um, so for me to be water, stillness, you know, really the ability to, 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 to think. Um, and again, like connection, being there with people that I really love. I like that. What'd be three ways to improve 
communication. What could be three tactics people could take away today that would help them improve uh, in the communication area? Yeah, um, I think the first one is like setting expectations. Um, I think people shy away from that, but you know, my big thing is like, hey, you know, how can I, you know, how can I communicate with you best? Like, number one, like, what's the best way to get a hold of you, right? Text message, Skype, what, whatever, and like, what, what are method, you know, what are things that people do that really piss you off, right? Um, I think people shy away from those questions, and I think also, you know, what happens if something doesn't go well? I think it's another thing that people shy away from there. They're especially in business, right? When you're talking about opportunity, no one wants to talk about what happens if it fails. They only want to talk about the money they're going to make or the impact or whatever. And for me, my big thing is like, how are we going to communicate best together? What's the best method form of communication for us? You know, what is your expectation from me and from this like relationship and what happens if it goes wrong or well, right? Like what there are different things that we need to do on each side. So I think it's really important for us to always be, you know, framing that and not be afraid to do that even with people we've had relationships with forever, not just the new people. No, I I love it. All right. Your last question, you're going to maybe like me afterwards or hate (laughs) me afterwards, but it's going to be fun. So I have a house and you've just come to knock on my door or I have a business and you just come to knock on my door and you're going to pitch me some SEO service. (laughs) (laughs) So I ran an SEO business for a while and it's like, it's a little bit of magic because you're like, I promise we're going to get you ranked on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. And every other person and their mother is saying the exact same thing. So I want to hear your pitch really quick. God, it's been 14 years since I sold it. But, um, you know, my main thing is like, you know, what, what would your business be like if you had a constant stream of qualified leads coming in? that you're getting, you know, at a fraction of cost for other people with a company that really cares about you. And it's not going to, we're not going to run from you. You can be able to call us and, and talk to us anytime. Like that was always my, you know, my pitch is like, I would have a list of people they could call. It's like, Hey, and if you don't believe me, like here's a list of people you can call. And by the way, it always go one step further and be like, and here's a, a number of a few people that work with us that didn't work well for them, you know? And, and I think it'd work well for you because you're a vet and I have 15 other vets in this category and these different places. And I know we can do it. And I've already vetted you and I've already looked through everything. And it's always been my pitch with, with selling is like, you know, I know, you know, you can ask me now, there's people with East fifth that, you know, they're, they didn't have a, like a game changing experience. There's a few of them, right. And you can call them and talk to them too. just like you can call and talk for a referral. So for me, it's always about like the results. I think people want to know that they're not going to be scammed. And I think they want to feel like they have someone in that company that has their back and has their best interests in mind. And that's always been, you know, the difference. Like if I compete with you on features, I'm going to lose all day long. Because then I think it's a race to the bottom of pricing. But if we talk about connection, collaboration, support, um, and you have to have skill, obviously, right? So you need, you need those features and you need the referrals. But like, that's how I would sell you. And I'd, I'd tell anybody else is like, you know, I'm going to go the extra mile for you. I'm going to go the extra bat. I know you hear that from a lot of people, but I've already done, here's a list of people you can call that had good success with us. Here's the people that you can call that didn't. Here's all of our accolades, our awards, all the things that kind of put your mind at ease. And then here's the guarantee, right? And just give me a shot. So ladies and gentlemen, if you missed the masterclass today with Amber Spears, <laughs> and you didn't make it till the very end, I am so sorry. But anybody who stuck around the amazing offer, the one-time offer is available today at eastfifthavenue.com. <laughs> Congratulations, Amber. You made it through the show. Thank you very, very much for just being dynamic and uh, 
yeah, you just on the spot. You did everything and then some. Um, but the last question is all for you. Um, a lot of guests wake up in the morning and they don't go, wow, I'm going on the Tony Grebmeyer show today. Um, but let's just say for a moment you did spend some time preparing, getting ready to come onto a show. And I asked you all of my questions, but we didn't get to the question you had deep down inside. What was that one question today maybe you thought of that you wanted to talk about, but we haven't before we wrap up today's show? Oh, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I did wake up this morning excited to be on your show, by the yes. way. So <laughs> yeah, no, I was really pumped. I even wrote it in an email that it's one of the top things I'm looking forward to this week. So thank you. But yeah, I mean, for me, the, the main question um, is always like going back to you. It's like what you give me such a great platform to talk to you. Like, I would love to hear, you know, what you need support with, because I feel like we've heard so much about me. And I'm, I told you at the beginning of the call, like, when am I going to hear about you? <laughs> like, I'd love to know how your listeners, you know, how I can support you. Like, I'm really curious to know that. All right. Until next time, this show. <laughs> no, I'm um, you know what? That's a great question. And I, and I think that's something that I struggle with also. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a giver and I have a hard time um, receiving. I have a hard time. That's probably one of the biggest shifts that I've been working on over the last probably six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask that question, how can I serve? What can I do? What does your audience need? And I finally just started talking about like my journal. The journal is like my mm-hmm. biggest thing that I'm super passionate about. I want to put it in the right people's hands. That's everybody because I truly believe deep down inside, we're all on a journey to fulfillment. We're all trying to figure out why we exist, why we're here. And everything you kind of just brought up today is all of those components, right? They're all the things about the messiness. Um, That's where I found my message. I went back and looked at my mess. Mm. And I had to go back to understand why I'm here because otherwise you're gonna wake up one day and you goes, whose life am I living? I'm not living the life that I wanted. I'm stuck living somebody else's dream. And so I think that the piece that, uh, you know, it's offline for me is just like, you know, if your eyes were looking at my business, you know, my journal's my passion, right? It's my personal fulfillment ship offers is my professional fulfillment. And I think people need both in their lives. They need something professional and they need something personal. So my thing would be, you know, and I know you work with Craig and he's a great guy anywhere in Colorado. I think also Canada. I think he spends Mm -hmm. um, just great people like that. I'm reading Michael Hyatt's book right now. Um, I think it's called uh, Living Forward. So I'm always insightful and I always want to learn. So I'm always would take, it's kind of like getting my car into the shop. Hey, you're the one under the hood. You tell me what's wrong with it because it's driving pretty good, but I know you can see things that I can't. So I always say, Hey, I've got blind spots. You've got blind spots. Help me identify maybe my messaging and things that I could shift. And then that would probably be the most insightful. Um, oh, great. From a personal standpoint, other than that, I just, it, it was awesome. I, lo- I was looking forward to it. I'm like, I got a power pack morning. I got a power pack <laughs> afternoon. And the most important thing that I've got was this hour with you. So thank you for allowing uh, myself to spend some time. I hope everybody got insight from it and they got some huge takeaways. On behalf of Amber Spears, my name is Tony Grebmeyer. If you need something, go visit TonyGrebmeyer.com. You'll find Amber Spears' episode there. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs, 
It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever. 